welcome back to REACH Council's podcast. Today, we have our very own certified youth prevention specialist, Emma Shelley. We also have a special guest, Daniel Armbruster with AAA, who will be discussing 100 Deadliest Days. Daniel is the corporate spokesperson and community relations for AAA, Texas, and New Mexico. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Emma, go ahead and take it away. All right, Daniel. So first of all, what is AAA? What do y'all do? How'd you start? What is it? Yeah, thanks for having me today. Uh, AAA stands for the American Automobile Association. We were founded in 1902 in Chicago, Illinois. And of course, uh, that was at a time when the automobile was really uh, starting to show up uh, and more and more people were able to afford uh, an automobile or some form of an automobile. And so we were formed in, a, in response to a lack of roads and highways uh, that were suitable for automobiles. Of course, today, uh, through that journey, it was founded, of course, that roadside assistance would be necessary, auto repair would be necessary, traveling and motor advice would be necessary, as well as safety. And so that's really, as an organization, uh, what we do today, including insurance, uh, travel, uh, financial and, and many more things, including our legendary roadside service. So uh, it's a big organization. It's an older organization, and but our mission today is what it was 119 years ago, and that's being an advocate for motorists. Wow, that's a long history. I had like no idea at all. So <laughs> I, I know like the roadside assistance part, like, you know, if you're having an issue, car breaks down, tires, whatever, you know, you can call AAA if you have it. Um, but I didn't, that's a long history. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible, incredible history. Yeah, definitely. So um, we're talking about the 100 deadliest days. So what is that, that time period? I think you said things Memorial Day to Labor Day. What is that? What's it about? Yeah, so the 100 deadliest days is a time um, when we see an increase in the spike or a spike in the uh, number of crashes and fatal crashes that involve teen drivers. And so when we say that, uh, I, I like to remind folks that it's important to know, even if you don't have a teen driver, you're still impacted by this if you have a vehicle or a loved one that rides in a vehicle, um, because these are crashes where the teen may uh, be the person that was injured or they may not be. It could be a, another driver that's not a teen. Okay, so we're not talking about just teens who are crashing and getting hurt. We're talking about other people who are on the road that maybe they are the cause, the teenager might be the cause of an accident that hurts or harms someone else. Yeah, we know that, of course, uh, teens are more at risk for fatal crashes than any other age group or just crashes in general. And so uh, during those summer months here in Texas, we see about a 12% spike in the number of crashes involving teen drivers or fatal crashes involving teen drivers uh, than we do any other time of year. So why is there that increase during the summer, during these 100 days? Why do we see that increase? Well, most traffic safety experts believe it's due to just uh, teens having more free time in the summer, uh, less responsibility usually, and, and the ability to roam about more. And so, uh, you know, that definitely being out of school contributes uh, to that. And so it's a time when uh, teenagers want to have fun and it's exciting, your school's out. And so that's oftentimes uh or believed at least to be one of the top reasons uh, that we see an increase in young driver uh, crack, fatal crashes. Yeah. So during COVID, less people were out, less people were on the road. Did we see less crashes or is, were we still seeing, you know, the same type of incidences? 
So the overall data, as far as breaking it down into demographics is still being done. But when we look at 2020, what's alarming is that we saw an increase in risky driving behaviors, such as speeding, uh, distractions, aggressive driving, uh, and that's in the overall age category. And we also saw an increase in the, uh, the rate of fatal crashes, even though fewer people were driving. So uh, interesting, of course, uh, no one on this planet has ever lived through a pandemic before that. So it was alarming to see that the crash rates were still going up, even though there were fewer drivers on the roadways. And speed obviously had a lot to do with that. And speed is actually a big contributing factor in about 30% of uh, fatal crashes that involve teen drivers as well. Yeah, that was my next question. What kind of behaviors do teens exhibit that um, behind the wheel that are making it more dangerous or maybe giving them a reason to be that overrepresentation? Sure. Yeah. So speed obviously is one of them, but it's not the top. Uh, we also see a lot of crashes, about 60% teens aren't wearing seatbelts, but the number one cause or contributing factor in teen crashes is going to be distractions. And a lot of us think of cell phones as the top distraction. It usually is amongst most age groups, but when it comes to younger uh, novice drivers, we're looking at uh, distractions also such as passengers. Other young passengers are actually the top uh, reason uh, and distraction in the vehicle for teen drivers. Yeah, that was that's a good point because we think about just our the cell phones, but if they have a friend in the car with them talking the radio, they're jamming out and singing, you know, they're not maybe not paying as close attention as they should. Right. Yeah. And so, we we actually have a law in Texas that limits the number of passengers in the vehicle for anyone under the age, uh, for anyone 18 and younger, you can only have one passenger under the age of 21 in your vehicle. It's called the graduated driver's licensing law. A lot of parents, especially as their teen is about to get their license, aren't aware of this law, but it's there for that reason, because other passengers are the top distraction uh, for teen drivers. Yeah, one of my oldest just got her license, her permit, and she was definitely telling me, good, I don't have to drive my siblings because I can only have one kid under 21. <laughs> so that makes sense. Um, so she brought that one to my attention, and I was like, good to know for when it comes to your friends too, right? That's right, yeah. So as a parent, though, what are some things like I could do, other parents can do to help their teens develop healthy driving habits? Well, the one thing that is really important is that it's not just when the teen is, is getting their driver's license to have these conversations. Uh, really, they should start earlier. Um, and, and the reason for that is because uh, when you're, uh, your teen or your child has been watching you for, for how many years now, like, you know, 15 years, and they're watching your habits behind the wheel, subconsciously picking up things, even as young as two, three years old, when you, they start picking up uh, what we're doing. And so if you've been speeding, you don't wear your seatbelt, you drive distracted, by the time your child's 15, they've seen this behavior over and over from the person that they trust most, their parent. And so then they think it's okay to exhibit those behaviors as well. So, you know, in addition to the conversations that you should have about safe driving, uh, it's also important to exhibit those behaviors as a parent uh, the entire time that you have that child. So it, it really starts as young as, 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 as when the child is able to consciously uh, pick up on what's going on around them. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Make sure we're setting that correct example for them. So one of my last questions is, so for community resources, or do y'all have any resources for parents to kind of help us talk about it, not just show them, or maybe kind of give us some tips and tricks to help kind of do better? 
Yeah, so if you go to AAA.com, we do have uh, tips, including uh, how to coach your new driver, how to talk to your teen about driving, uh, what are the risks, talking about the facts, the licensing process, uh, how to choose a driver education program, as well as just pointers for parents on how they can uh, better exhibit um, those uh, good driving behaviors, and also uh, how to talk to your teen about evaluating their readiness uh, for, for driving. Yeah, that's a good point, because just because they're old enough to do it, maybe not they're not ready for it yet as well. It's really important to stress that driving is a right, um, not a privilege. Um, and so reminding that team that, uh, you know, as the parent, you have to be the parent and you have to set rules and guidelines and boundaries. And we do have what's called a parent team driving agreement on AAA.com that parents can download. And it's similar to a contract that kind of uh, gives you a guideline of things to outline, including even down to who's paying for gas, who's paying for repairs. Those are things that often we don't think about until it's time uh, to, to address them. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? Make sure that we know, parents know, listeners know. Well, car crashes are the number one cause of death for teens living in the United States. So again, it's just really important for parents and teens to understand the gravity and the responsibility that goes with driving uh, and to make that process smoother. Again, at AAA.com, we have many uh, different, uh, different items that you can choose from to kind of help you guide through that process. But uh, it's really crash risk begins to increase at age 12. And so, it, you know, it's important for parents to really start thinking about uh, how to talk to your teen about driving well before it's time for them to get behind the wheel. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about it and letting us, letting us know about the 100 Deadly Days and giving us those good tips. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. And that concludes this month's podcast on 100 Deadliest Days. I hope you all learned something new and walked away with some new information. Thank you, Emma, for bringing this topic to our attention. And thank you, Daniel, for informing us more on the 100 Deadliest Days. I want to give a huge thank you to everyone for tuning in once again. And remember, life is full of choices. Choose happy, choose healthy. 